Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gold Nerds Podcast. I'm Lance, and I'm joined by Shy. Hi, Shy. Happy Passover, Schmoopaloos. Happy Passover. And, and yes. Easter. And Easter. And Easter for those uh, Christians out there. Right. We got we to gotta wish Barry happy for his holidays and Lainey for hers. <laughs> I'm just, I'm rubbing on the extra Blaney, you know, references Love. since that's yeah. going to be a big topic of conversation today. It will be a big topic of conversation. We have missed a few episodes due to Golden Nerd schedules, um, but we are back, listeners and loyal Golden Nerd um, fans. We are back and we are ready to dive deep into the major... I'd say character storylines that are coming to a head as the season nears a close. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just on a technical programming note, uh, you may notice that we have uh, we have done a little bit of taken our downtime to work on some of the back end ex- aspects of the Gold Nerds podcast. And we have uh, relaunched the podcast on the Podbean service, which is going to allow us to do a lot of cool things with the podcast. And so if you are a subscriber on iTunes or elsewhere, to keep keep an eye out for a little Gold Nerds 2.0 sign. If you have the Gold Nerds 2.0 in your subscription line, or then you are subscribed to the right feed. If not, just go to our old page and uh, go to thegoldnerds.com, go to the podcast, and the link to the new feed is right there on the main podcast page on Podcast Garden. And we'll be tweeting out the new links shortly and make sure you guys know where to go, where to find us, where to see us, where to listen to the podcast. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you found it. So congrats. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and also... Uh, shout out to Ash. Ash, uh, is busy moving cross-continental, I think is the term, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Or transatlantically, major. transatlantically. Transatlantically moving. Um, so it's just, you're just gonna have to do with Shy and I today, uh, unfortunately. But we miss you, Ash, and you guys can catch her on next time. So, so dedicated to the Gold Notes world that we, she... Of course, gave us our blessing, her blessing to to carry on. on, to carry on. But she'll be back. Yes. Uh, so, shy. Since we have, it's been a, a minute since our last podcast. Why don't you take us through briefly the episodes so we can get a refresher for for the listeners here? So we have three episodes per Goldverse show to go through right now. Mm-hmm. The Goldbergs yeah. episodes. Going all the way back to March 20th is 8-Bit Goldbergs, where Adam creates the design of his own video game, and Pops goes gambling crazy. (laughs) And just to quickly sum up the main thread of that one is that this was the maybe the most meta moment of Adam telling the story about the making of the Goldbergs TV show, because the making of the video game, of course, allowed him to address all of the crazy... Uh, complaints he's gotten from family members and friends and from fans who don't understand that, that the way the timeline works. And so that was 8-Bit Goldbergs. That was followed by This is Spinal Tap on April 3rd, oh, where, yeah. where, first of all, Adam once again enables enables us to enjoy his love of great classics like Spinal Tap, <laughs> including dressing Sean up like Marty DeBerge, also you know, played by uh, uh, Rob Reiner Robin, yep. in the original in the original Spinal Tap. And, and Rob means- directed that, too. So it's very meta on a meta level. Oh, he wow. was the director of the movie and the director of in the movie. Or in the documentary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you have Adam playing the director. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Yes. And, and that one had two main themes. One is this was the final swan song of the dropouts. And, mm. R.I.P. And, and, yeah. And then we also had a, a, major, a major conversation about Murray's health um, uh, with Beverly. And uh, also some great hypochondriacal Jewish mother bits which were all too real for my family when we were watching her talk about all of the diseases you could get. And then finally, on April 10th, the episode that I think has had the Goldverse 
fandom speaking talking most is i lost on jeopardy which includes aside from erica trying to be a professional game show participant in fact it, it was a little bit of a sneaky thing they did because that's the title of the episode but the real thing that's going on in that episode is the introduction of kim also known as kimothy kimothy yeah played by the fantastic all right shy <laughs> do you want to get into this now the fantastic Morgan McVeigh. And uh, I think this was, you know, one of the bigger moments in the show. Lons, do you want to explain where this brought us? I definitely would agree with that, yes. So so why is this significant? What, what is your assessment of the significance of the introduction of Kim, a.k.a. Kimothy? So, you know, I kind of see... Um, there's a lot of meta-ness happening in these last three episodes, uh, starting out with 8-Bit, Goldbergs, and so and ending with Kimothy, or not ending, but continuing on with Kimothy. So for those of you out there that aren't familiar with the real-life counterparts um, that are being portrayed on TV, Kim, a.k.a. Kimothy, uh, is also in real life Kim Goldberg, Barry's wife in real life. So, basically, we are just introduced to essentially his future wife. Uh, uh, assumingly, maybe? Question mark? Who's to say? Right, because because uh, as you have reported before, at least mm-hmm. in our in our private gold nerd sanctum, mm-hmm. that Lainey, in a lot of ways has gone on to reflect real life Kim or so we've been told. So, so I have seen on the wires. So I have, you know, followed this show and this family since inception. And I have picked up on things that people have said from the family, the real life counterparts that Lainey in this Lainey in real life exists, but is not, the Laney being portrayed on television. And so the Laney being portrayed on television is similar to, has characteristics similar to the real life Kim, AKA Barry's wife. Um, like personality wise, uh, even the looks. I, I mean, I don't think it was a coincidence that Kim is also a blonde female, you know, bubbly and super sweet type of thing um so yes there is some crossover between Lainey the character on television and real life Kim so it's it's yet to be seen what character Kim's personality and characteristics are going to take on and and whether or not we're going to see Kim more again yeah because there's a lot of illusions, lots of voiceovers being alluded to, lots of things that Barry said in that episode specifically. So he said is, you know, when he's questioning whether Kimothy likes him or not, remember the there's a color wars um, in the school and he's one team. Kim, it's the end of the it's nearing the end of the school year, nearing the end of their high school careers Timothy comes up to Barry and is is like I've liked you this entire time, and then they show like a flashbacks. They did, I did, they did some nice retconning, putting her they in did. those scenes. I I, I thought I totally bought it. My favorite one though is is the um, Daryl cat- Dawkins dance <laughs> <laughs> when she is witnessing Blaney kind of break up for the first time. Um, and for me. I- I think it's a testament to the casting because I, I I'm going to say it right now I love the casting of Kim, I I think Morgan McVeigh has an awesome sense sense of humor and charm to her, and the fact that they inserted her into one of my favorite episodes, uh, Daryl Dawkins' dance is one of my sacred so much. five episodes of the show, yes. and I, I was like, that. oh cool, all right. She was there. All right. I, I can see this unfolding this way. It just further shows that they know what they're doing. The fact that mm-hmm. they have toyed with 
I think, again, a sacred episode, but they've given us an actor that I buy living in that world and having a crush on Barry and being a potential love interest. So she's been a love interest, or she has been interested in Barry since in, since the beginning. And Barry initially takes her her interest in him as a ploy to distract him from the war, like the, <laughs> the war going on. And so he, you know, disregards Be- her at first and then he Be- gets, cause you never he, know what, you never know what yellow Matt Bradley might be up to. Uh, truly. Uh, and, but there's a line he says he, I, it's to Matt Bradley when they're having their special one-on-one talk. And he says, what if this is the woman I'm supposed to marry? And, that could be foreshadowing or it could just be a nod to real life. It could be both. Could be neither. I don't know. So many possibilities, truly. Yeah. So how do you feel? I gotta know. The world has to know you're one of the biggest, most OG Blaney Shippers of all time. I I, I am on I record am. of being, you know, a fan of Barry and Laney, but also have been more willing to let go of them at different times when they've teased us with that. Uh, it's a tough one, Shy. Like, Shy, like, as a ride or die Blaney fan, can I ever let them go? No. <laughs> <laughs> because that implies the die part, you know? Like, you'd have to rip them from my cold, bare hands for me to not, you know. I'm going to sink with that ship, to be honest. You know, I am the captain of the Titanic, and I'm just going to go with that ship as it's sinking. So, and that's, as a pure Blaney fan, I'm not on board with Kimothy. Okay. Well, I'm... uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opposing view, and I'm gonna say okay. a. First of all, accepting the fact that I'm not gonna go crazy and say oh if like as if I was ever rooting against Blaney. I I you know mm-hmm. obviously Blaney is one of the great sort of surprise gems of the show, but if Adam has had a design to have the character who plays his brother end up with Kim. And we're going to get a few more seasons of the Goldbergs, right? Not just like one more, but mm-hmm. two or three more. Then I can, I can, I, I'm totally on board with because I think they nailed the casting really well, and I think they nailed the character really well. I like that Kim. I mean, you can go both ways on this, but I like the fact that Kim has these amazing Barry-esque qualities, like the fact that she digs in and wants revenge on him after he apologizes during the Color War. I really, really, really like that part. Now, the the counterpoint I would say, just or sort of the flip, the the weakness in my argument is because they are so similar. Perhaps this is a nod at real life Kim, who who they also alluded to her being a teacher. I mean, I, I'm kind of wondering is she going to reappear on Schooled? Like, are they setting us up for like a super duper Arrow style crossover here, multi decade <laughs> crossover? Oh man! But so, honestly, so I think they are. I don't know. Because I have noticed that the Goldbergs, uh, like the last scene, the sort of, not the after credit scene, what do you call it? Does it have a name? The... Po- like, the coda, or like... like they have, the, they've all yeah. been direct setups of the schooled episodes since school started. Yeah, their transitions are all cognizantly related. So, so anyways, so that's, I think, where we are. We'll see. Like I, like, like I said... I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna keep an open mind and again if this is where Adam wants to take us I'm going with him. Now if he broke up Jeff and Erica, you know that I would be in a totally different scenario. You know so, that I'd be burning Jeff, down the place. Can you recognize that Blaney is my Jeff and Erica? Yes, yes, it's actually that's why I feel for you on this. I okay. I I I mean like as your friend, as your co-host like i i'm here for you through this despite the fact that i'm keeping my optimism and i'm 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 on board with another direction like i i wanted to turn out the way that will make you as a fan most happy because you you make you make so many great cases 
for as to how fandom can sometimes shape the medium you make you've made the best case of that of anyone i know about how a story can sort of start somewhere or a show can start somewhere but at a certain point it becomes a living creature and sometimes fans just want to see a particular couple together i yes and this is honestly a tricky scenario because it's a sitcom and normally sitcoms now i don't quote me if i'm wrong or do because i would like to know but normally sitcoms do not have the level of passionate shipping fandoms as a drama as a one-hour drama you know i think that's accurate there's no one sitting around like pining for ross and rachel right now no no exactly and so like if you know when rachel got together with joey for instance was there just an absurd amount of outpour? I don't think so. I think there was some like, whoa, what's happening? Um, I mean, you had someone like me who was like, oh, that makes a hell of a lot more sense. She's never been nice to Ross. And how could that neurotic guy get Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. But, you know, heaven forbid anything on like a, our drama. Like that's where shippers, you know, live and breathe is those hour dramas, right? So... In the sense, the fan, the fandom doesn't have as much a pull on a 30-minute comedy that I think they actually do on an hour of drama, whether writers or showrunners or creators admit it or not. Like, that's kind of the world we live in now. I don't... They can do whatever they want, but I think they take in... You know, it's like taking in suggestions and see where... Look, a fandom is only as strong as the characters anyways, so it's you're it's not like you're catering to the fandom or you're writing to make a fandom happy because you can't make everyone happy anyways. But a fandom and fans are not dumb and we we are passionate about the writing that are what the what the characters are being written, you know. So it's like kind of a who came first or like a simultaneous thing where you're writing characters because it works for you as a writer, but it's also because it the fans on the flip side see that and they like something that works. Um, I don't know. Lainey became a series regular. She became a huge part of the show. She's so big, uh, such a huge part of the show, I'd say, that she got her own spinoff, you know? Um, would that have happened if their chemistry was as strong or if they wrote to that a lot for five seasons i don't think so um so in that sense it's like passion breeds it it's it's like very coexistent you know like people symbiotic Symbiotic. it's an ecosystem it's an ecosystem and we are lucky in that we are we have amazing writers, writers. And showrunner and creators and mm-hmm. folks and, and, and I would say some of the best, most amazing fellow fans in the fandom, right? Like even yeah. if Blaney isn't the plan, right? Right. I, I know people will go with Adam and I because I, I trust these writers and Adam to give us something with heart and Which that, is where that, I'm that going. We buy. So so yes, I'm a writer die Blaney fan, but that's only because that's what, what has been written for the past six seasons you know you're right you are i've been watching something that's been written in that way right if it had been lacy bloom lacy bloom was that her name lexi 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 bloom lexi bloom but they didn't deliver on it right Mm -hmm. the way that whole first season revolves around him trying to get lexi bloom yes exactly lexi bloom wasn't a good person no I could I could be shipping Lexi Bloom and Barry right now if they were writing if they had written to that if right. they had recognized that chemistry that fancy in Barry and Laney you know what I'm saying like I, I I don't know if I'm explaining it well I think you are I think you are I think I think ultimately I, think, I like if, your word it's very symbiotic it's like an ecosystem we it's I'm not the fans are not dictating the writing but we are recognizing where the writing is going so it's like and we are either all for it or all against it, you know? Um, and and that, so we've been kind of conditioned to love Barry and Laney because the writers love Barry and Laney. If you look at all the season finales, and I think this is a larger part of like a, a, a greater 
love letter to his brother Barry. I think he loved. I think Barry is the standout character of that show. Like he's the breakout character of that show. You can tell how much Adam loves his brother Barry. Like this is a love letter to Barry. Like yes, he, there's you make fun of Barry in a bunch of episodes in his writing or his the way he runs and like little jabs at Barry, but you can the through line is you're my big brother and I love you so much. Like I look up to you in so many ways. Like you're my athletic hero. You know, you are so funny and confident and season finales are always the most like climactic and emotional, dramatic, right? Like peaks of a season. And if you notice how many season finales revolve around Barry and not only Barry but Barry and Lainey season one finale Barry gets his first kiss with Lainey maybe one of the best moments I've ever experienced in television by the way truly season two Barry and Lainey say I love you for the first time you know season three it was like Barry becoming the prank leader again so more about Barry season four emotional breakup between Barry and Lainey season five um barry and laney get engaged we've had five like we've had five seasons and finales and they've all revolved around barry slash barry and laney every single one of them so in my mind that's an important couple and that's been conditioned into me to love so that it's unconsciously been conditioned in me i consciously ship them very much because they're clearly important to the writers are clearly important to the showrunner and the and the fans clearly like it because they keep writing to that. So huh. that's where I'm at. And you know, it's more it's again, I'd say Barry is the through line. Barry is the real heart of the show. Yes, he yes, Adam loves his mom and that's like if you weren't gonna if you no one if you were trying to sell a show on someone, it'd be the mom. It'd be Beverly. But if you already rush watch the show, it's Barry is the heart of it, and this is a true love letter to his big brother, who he loves so much. And so my alliance stands with Barry, and if we get five more seasons, um, four more seasons, and they want to write to Barry and Kim, I would like I would keep an open mind and I'd probably start shipping them too. Cause you can have two great epic love stories. A lot of shows have that. Um, so yeah, well, like I would be on board for Kimothy Barry. If we get five seasons and we get the same level, if not greater emotional payoff that we've had for the past five seasons with Barry and Lainey. Yeah. Well, Adam has said he has a plan and I'm I, I trust I, I, Adam obviously. We I, all I, trust Adam implicitly. As we as we segue into talking about school, I'll catch us up on schooled and then I'm going to posit my theory. Okay. That that I had that I brewed in my mind when we we act, people don't know this. We had or some people may know this. We had a gold nerds partial summit in los angeles my sister and i went to visit la and we spent a lot of time breaking this down and Mm -hmm. i'm going to posit a theory in a few moments uh that i've shared with you before and i want to know if it still sits with you okay so we had darth meller on march 20th which i for me as a star wars kid i know you're, you're not a star wars kid right i'm not for for me as a star wars kid it was one of the most like the way they did that episode was so beautiful and so perfect. And as someone who was absolutely traumatized, not by the Phantom Menace, but traumatized by the recent one, the last Jedi, I, I kind of survived the prequels. I was just like, oh, these are kind of dumb, but I guess it's George Lucas's idea. So that's fine. To me, it really, it really was beautiful. The way Adam always finds a way to really connect with fans of things. Cause he's a fan the way we're fans, right? Like he, mm-hmm. and, and exactly. I think, and and I think he beautifully told the story of that movie coming out, and and also the, there's this expression we use in our f- family called "Don't yuck other people's yum." I mean, other people use this a lot, and there's a great lesson for Coach Meller there not to yuck other people's yum. Like he's able to deconstruct Star Wars for CB, but then he realized how much that hurts CB, <laughs> and then he dresses yeah. up like Darth Maul in that amazing lightsaber scene. So it was brilliant. Then you have the Fight Club episode, which uh, I will say it, it, it was 
it was good. It was funny, but it wasn't necessarily. Um, this is the one where this is the one where Laney gains the coach's respect as the cheer coach. This was the kind of bring it on episode. That was the main mm-hmm. thing. There was the Fight Club story about C being glass cut fighting for the I guess the hearts and minds of the students but it was really one of these great Meller and Laney uh, evolution Laney evolving as a teacher and as a peer I actually I don't how do you feel about this but I my heart like fills up every time she calls coach Meller Rick because because like it's we we knew Laney in high school. It's not an abstract thing where she's coming back to school. This isn't Welcome Back Cotter where he's referencing the fact that he was once a sweat hog. We saw her making trouble in high school. And now she's earning the respect of the coach. And I love the what I call the Meller Lucian. I mean, they've really added tremendous depth to Meller and made him very interesting and open minded. So now it brings us to a moment that I'm gonna admit I've been dreading throughout which mm-hmm. was whether or not there was going to be hints of a cb laney shipping situation and cb as a lot of interest which i and so they the way the episode unfolds is that there is a it's almost like a pump up the volume type of scene uh pump up the volume reference i'm, I'm assuming where the kids have a radio station and they start gossiping and saying bad things about the teachers and the thing that they say they talk about is that Laney and CB are into each other which Laney and CB have to refute but then at the end of the episode they linger on CB's reaction to Laney and I I I have to say I can go down the road of Kim and Barry but CB and Laney is really hard for me and here's why Again, okay. the writers can write us to it, but but so but here's why it's hard for me now, because CB in some ways reminds me of Adam. You know, he's got that nerdy those nerdy tendencies that Adam did when he was in high school, and he's sensitive, and he lives with his grandmother. Uh, not that Adam lived with his mother at that point, but he uh, to me in some ways he's got between Adam and Barry. CB is a lot like Adam, and I don't see a scenario where Laney ends up. He seems up like a carbon Ad- copy of Adam. Yeah, Adam, if he's I'm like being if, if, if Adam had become a sensitive teacher, then as opposed to the Hollywood, you know, real Hollywood person that I'm sure he has become in the epilogue of the story. CB in a lot of the ways helps us keep a lot of those things going. The the different the the, the Star Wars stuff and his other fads that he's into and and so i i have a really hard time buying cb and laney and i've kind of been dreading it because i didn't want laney to be moved off to the new show and then suddenly she's in a relationship with cb so here is my theory and then i need your reaction i can't i you know i i'm on pins and needles here my theory is that they alluded to kim possibly being a teacher one day i don't remember the exact line but they alluded to her potentially being a teacher yes and i think that if i'm doing school season two i'm already imagining school seasons two through ten so Mm -hmm. in, in school season two and three now that they've really established the show and the rhythm i think you're going to start seeing some new younger teachers some peers to laney and cb appear and I could see Kim reappearing, which gives us a little bit of a love triangle arc, you know, something to kind of mess with our heads and keep us paying attention. But that ultimately... A square, yeah. if you will. I yeah. think it's more of yeah. a square a, than a, a square. triangle. But ultimately, I am shipping Kim cross-show with CB. Because Kim is like Barry. And I love the idea of a Barry ending up with an Adam. (laughs) (laughs) You don't usually have comedies have this type of theory. To your point earlier about how dramas usually have all the big shipping conversations, you also don't have comedies with Game of Thrones-like theories put forward. Exactly. But we're so passionate. That's that's why we're here. That's why we're the gold nerds. We're here to get... Down and dirty with shipping. Right. These guys are real to us. They and... are real, and it's character-driven. Um, 
so I'm one million on percent on board with Kimothy and CB. Mike, let me back up though. Okay. Let's start from the beginning with you and your reaction to CB and Lainey. So you aren't into it. Would you be more inclined to ship it if they were a couple in real life? If that was a couple in real life, would you like them? Oh, like if if AJ and Brett Dyer were dating? No, 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 no. Oh, if 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 the real life Lainey married CB? Yes. Yeah, I I would be I would be accepting of even that. as their personalities as you're seeing it right now. The personalities, the way they are, if they were together in real life, you would chip it more, even though the personalities are the same. I, I would, I would because I would because I trust these writers to earn us that relationship. Like I'm not there now, but I trust that these writers wouldn't just dump it on us the way, you know, what I would say is probably the all-time most horrific. Don't ship go there. Switch of all time, which is don't go it. No, they would never do it. But How I Met Your Mother is maybe the uh, biggest disaster. I knew disaster. you were going to do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's the biggest disaster ever, right? So let's say that is the worst, right? That That's always is... my litmus scale for what not to do. Because yeah. I've only been thinking about How I Met Your Mother. And yeah. even in my example, they say ship Robin and Ted. But even though Robin's not the mother, you should ship them. They wrote to that for four seasons. They said, ship them, ship them, ship them. We did. I liked them together. And then they broke up, and then Robin got with Barney. I was like, wait, what? Also, spoiler alert, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we're saving like you years. a lot of time. We're saving yeah, we you are. a lot of time. <laughs> Honestly, we're saving you a lot of therapy bills as well. Um, then they said, ship Robin and Barney. And I was like, wait, what? No. It should be Robin and Ted. That's what you said. Like, that's the love of his life. It should be Robin and Ted. But then seasons kept going on. And I was like, oh, man, Robin and, and Barney are so good together. Yeah, and maybe that's what and they then meant they all changed, along. And then they, and yeah, I was like, maybe that was the real, like, and then you start seeing, like, you start rewatching old episodes. It's like, oh, yeah, they had it there the whole time. And it's like Barney and Robin, like, Barney is, like, maturing and growing and and as a character and as a person. And, and Robin makes him so much better. Um, and then, you know, he softens Robin and makes Robin, you know, anyways. And then they're like, no, just kidding. At the very end. Because it was something they stuck themselves to from the beginning, which I would say the analogy would be is writing to real life just because. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that these guys, our our beloved writers and showrunners and creators of the the Goldverse, will just dump us with something just because. Exactly. So, but, so you're saying, though, so now that you know that they're not a, a... Lainey and CB in real life are not a real couple. You are still open to the possibility of CB and Lainey if they write towards it. Or are you just a hard well, no for based on Based on what you said about writing toward it, being open towards writing towards it, yes. But okay. in general, it's been something I've been... Not I've, into. I've been not into from the beginning. Because... And, I think, and you and I have talked about this off pod about having a platonic male-female friendship yeah, on a TV show um, yeah, that I think is important to to kind of show on TV. There aren't that many of them that never go there. And they perpetuate this when Harry met Sally nonsense that men and women can't, you know, can't be friends. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I truly, truly, di- you know, I don't like that phenomenon and i think it becomes one of these like weird self-fulfilling things where people then can't just have that kind of platonic relationship because all the movies they see and all the tv shows says they keep see when in right. reality most people have other people kind of assume things you know yeah exactly oh that that man and that woman are friends who they work must together they yeah. must be dating or they must must have something going on and that's like terrible Right, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and exactly, and so I think that 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 Lainey and and CB, I think it would be such a strength for the show to show two colleagues who become 
you know, best friends or close friends who support mm-hmm. each other. I mean, I've worked, I mean, I'm sure you've worked with people of all genders. I've worked with people of all genders and, and, and I've had best friends of the opposite one. And, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> like there has never been any, anything but platonic there. Honestly, and- it's been a lie because I've been told that I could find my Jeff at a workplace and get together with him, but that has not been the case. I've only been friends with these people, so like, you know, it hasn't happened. Um, yeah, it's just, and- it it's. It's weird to happen in real life, to be honest, if you're right. working with someone. Right. It, it actually is. It, not only is it weird, it's, it's kind of discouraged. <laughs> it, it's discouraged. It causes all sorts of issues. I mean, yeah. like, there's tons of problems with it. And so I get it. It's TV and all of that. But I think a strength of the show would be Lainey and CB becoming friends who are there for each other. And, mm-hmm. and it doesn't become a thing ever again. Right. Right. Like it just doesn't need it. I mean, it doesn't need to be a thing in the first place, but I understand they're going to use it for something that's really fun. I'm sure. Um, This could be a fun love square trope. Also, also, I'll say this. I think that exactly. I think they're going to play with the trope, but they don't they're not really committed to to the CB Laney thing. I also think that this is part of the CB Lucian. Uh-huh. Mm. who mm. CB has been devoted to his job and he lives with Nana and I think he's been able to kind of avoid growing up in the romantic area and I think now he's in, and it's been pretty easy for him because he spends most of the days with students or these old teachers and if you put if you then put him in the context of this like beautiful amazing woman who he's working with then suddenly it's going to like jolt him a little bit and kind of wake him up a little bit but mm-hmm. I think in reality what this is going to do is this is going to open up for the fact that CB does not feel like he is right for Lainey this is just like a momentary flash but he is going to look for love which in my view sets us up to follow CB's romantic relationships which could be a lot of fun could be a great plot line, series of plot lines in the show and if we want to square the Kimothy thing follow my theory then it leaves us open for a um, a a teacher that is more like uh, that is a little more Barry like it's not even Barry like it's just I feel like personalities I don't know the way I think right now we are basing everything on what we have seen not what we are predicting right um, and as it stands right now obviously CB would have a crush on Lainey like duh it's Lainey um, truly a queen but Lainey is not into that kind of guy and be like oh Barry's you know a doofus and it's like I take you to my point again where this show has been written as through the eyes of a little brother who's worshipping his big brother and in such Barry's so confident you know and girls love confident men so tip for all you fellas out there Ladies love the confidence. Um, and I just think what Barry brings out in Lainey, um, she's attracted to. And I don't see that with CB. CB is not confident at all. I, I um, think CB is helping Lainey evolve the, as a professional. Right. But not not really romantically. Exactly. Not, n- That's not why in a way it would of work so well as friends and confidants because she does need someone that's like that professionally. And yeah, she has coach. Um, but that's not a confident, like that's not a friend. That's a mentor. And I don't think right. it has the same like emotional beats as someone as a true peer, a true like equal in CB like helping her out as a friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, yeah. So, and with Kimothy, with the single episode we've seen her in and what we've gotten out of her there, I think that high vibrancy that she is kind of living in, like she seems like a very like high energy um, bunny. And I mean, then as a compliment, she seems like so great at that, like just like she vibrates at such a high level. Um, I think she would, she's the one to bring 
CB out of his shell. shell. And something that I just don't think... Like, to be honest, Barry brings Lainey out of her shell. Totally. And I... And you can't have... Like, Lainey, it, it, her, I just, her, I think it's it's just not the same. Like, I honestly don't think Lainey's that confident. Um, and, like, not just professionally. Like, we know she's not confident professionally. But I just don't think she's confident in life. Um, I think her past has kind of scarred her. And I think what Barry brings to the table is that he allows her to commit fully. And, like, he really just brings her out, you know? And that's why I think they work as a pair. And and he removes her self-consciousness. He challenges her to remove her self-consciousness. Absolutely. And, like, that's kind of bringing her out of her element, making her more confident in who she is and not worrying about what other people think, you know? And I think that's something that Kimothy can help CB with, you know, and, or just not help bring him out of his shell, but to embrace what he already is. And I think it's a little different, you know, like it's not something that Lainey would do. I think honestly she would hinder him, you know, she's already done it. She already is like called him a nerd. She's already like, you know, made right, fun of his, right. his Lane, like... Laney never did that to Barry. Absolutely not. Because Barry's was so confident in who he was as a person that I she, it, she didn't need to, you know? She didn't need to hinder it because I think she found that attractive to begin with. And uh, the dynamic just works, you know? It, they had that christmas special or whatever a couple years ago i think it was like season three and the actors were actually talking about the couples and wendy um who plays beverly as we all know um they talked about barry and laney and she says you know it it doesn't make sense but it works you know <laughs> and that's it it just it, it doesn't make sense on paper but it works and i think it just has to do with their dynamic and they bring the best out in each other. And Kimothy, her like personality is like to really embrace who you are. And I think if we were to predict and go down a love quad, whatever square, she would be so great for CB because she would help. Wait, harness- what's a what's a love? Oh, a love square. Got it. Like a love triangle. Got it. I was like, yeah. is this some cool way that like people use for shipping? But it's just the love square <laughs> we were talking about. Okay. Yeah, because we're dealing with four people. Um, but I think she would harness and really help him embrace who he already is. You know. So I am one million percent on board if we are reading into things correctly. And Timothy is a teacher at that school that, you know, we could mess around with a, a love quad. I, I want to say quadrangle or whatever, but I think it's just a square. Um, but if we are going to go with the square, I think love that quadrangle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it should be called the love quadrangle. Okay. It's a love quadrangle. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think Kimothy and CB are a strong pair. Nice. So, so maybe that was foreshadowing. Maybe we just hit the nail on the head with that. Right. We're so deep in this. So we I, are I so guess deep. Um, before before we get going, are there other yeah. themes from the last few episodes that you wanted to that you wanted to tease out? Let's talk about Erica and her Erica Lucian. Um. So we saw the last of the dropouts, RIP. I miss you guys already. But, and then we saw her. But Jeff was a great band manager. Totally. Honestly, I I love them more and more. Um, But but he sticks by her and makes her better, right? They bring out good qualities in each other. Right. He... He does. I think she's obviously she's had a rough year. We've all known that. And I think we're finally coming to the other side of this. 
And in that where she is going to apply to colleges, like finally, you know, it's been a year. She took her gap year and she went to Jeff and was like, um, do you have your brochures? It's just going to be between, be between me and you. Um, because you I know, think that, it was really special. I, I like that a lot. And like, you know, it, it, it's like, Oh, you know, she treats him so bad and stuff, but like, it's like stuff like this where it's like, I think she's just going through her own things and it's coming off as if she's taking it out on the guy, but she truly loves him so much that, you know, it's like ride or die them. You know, I think it, in her mind, it's like a given that she's in love with him and that it's like going to be them too, no matter what. So it's, I, I don't know. I think the, it, these last three episodes kind of showed where they're heading. And especially after that reunion episode where we know that they're going to be together anyways, but like, finally we're at the other side of her, her downward spiral and we're going to come back out the other side with her so i'm happy for her loosening um and i think we're gonna finally see her go to college you know i think she's gonna study psychology i think she's gonna be a therapist she surely should be like that would be make most sense because if you go Um, back to the weird al episode when she was became the school therapist with barry and they try to therapy murray I just, you know, she's got talent. I agree. And then, so yeah, finally I'm excited. Um, honestly, though, she should have gone in Jeopardy. What, I don't. I know she freaked out, like, in general that she hasn't done anything, but, like, she could have just been like, oh, I started a band, and, you know. But that's cool. her lack of confidence in herself. I know. I just wanted to see her on Jeopardy. I, I did. I <laughs> thought that they, did they actually go on Family Feud? Is there an episode of the Goldbergs cast on Family Feud somewhere? Yes, it, but it's okay. not out yet. That's a oh, okay. summer show. Oh, okay. Because um, that must have been taped in the process of while they were doing all of this, right? Yeah, so, but I, Family Feud's ABC. I think they're the ones that produce it. The reason why they did Jeopardy is because Jeopardy is produced by Sony who produces oh. the Goldbergs, so they have the rights to that. Oh, wow. Fascinating. Well, I mm-hmm. guess they referenced both shows. They, they do, but they Richard like Dawson. use like they use like the Jeopardy like logo and stuff and uh, Jeopardy. Great Man. show. It, and what's funny is I don't know if it locally where you are it's the case, but where we are, Jeopardy is the show that precedes the Goldbergs on our local ABC. Oh, um it's so, on I don't know actually. It's on NBC at my place. No. But I think so, it's on it. It's, oh, is it 7.30? I don't know anymore. So where we are, seven. one of the times it comes on is 7.30. So when I do DVR, I'll mm-hmm. catch the last few minutes of of Jeopardy. Or if I'm live tweeting, I'll always catch the end of Jeopardy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, would just, I would just like to take a step back, and I would like to t- just mention a couple of actors. Alexis Zoll... We talked about Morgan McVeigh, who played Kimothy. Alexis Saul plays Jackie Geary, uh, you know, this season's Jackie Geary. And um, and I think that these are, two, these are two people that have had to come into the tight-knit and beloved gold nerds universe. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm trying to find, and for some reason I can't find it right now, the name of... The, the teacher, Liz Fleming, the oh, actress who plays Liz Fleming. I'll get that. She needs to get a shout out. Yeah. Um, because, right, like the Goldverse has so many rich areas, but for it to keep going, they need to they need to throw in some new angles and new people. And I think that's got, I don't know how they feel about it, but I just want to make sure that those guys know that we love them. They're awesome. They're, 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 Truly, we are truly lucky to have them as part of this too, and I like that they bring in new people that are significant. Uh, okay. Even if, oh, and what's can, what's Liz Fleming's? It's Liz Fleming. Her real name is Lennon Parham. Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing, and she's been on a ton of stuff. Uh, you can also find her on a great like deep cut comedy called I'm sorry on true TV. That's amazing. 
Um, she's been in so many movies, and like she just has like a a great comedy like um like catalog that she's worked in. So yeah, really great addition to that cast. Because remember, there was a time when Matt Bradley was the new guy, mm-hmm. right? Maddie. And look at we had a huge Matt and Barry moment. Oh, that moment was in amazing. the color wars. And like yeah, so they, sensitive. I forget what he says, but I think he's when he yeah, gives him he the just love. He's like, I love you, bro. Um, yeah. And I don't think anything means more to Matt Bradley than Barry saying, I love you, bro. So great moment for those two. And I want to see more. I know they give him shit and that's funny, but I love. He is, he is the moral compass of the, of the JTV. He is the moral compass and like emotional center of that, of that group. Yeah, he's the balance to Barry's imbalance. Honestly. Um, so yeah, let's see. You talked about Erica Adam. Um I love that eight bit episode. I love that they finally were able to call out all the haters and trolls. Oh yeah. That was amazing. For like the seasons. You know, how come it's you know, uh you guys are wearing like tank tops and it's like dead of winter or something? <laughs> Um, they finally got to call out, you know, why'd you switch it, Erica, or Eric to Erica, um, and stuff like that. That was a great episode. Really yeah. funny. That that was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite episodes of the season. Yeah, was, yeah. They're just throwing heat. And, and also, that one had, in the Pops gambling story, it also had Wendy teamed up with Dave Keckner. You had a Bill Lewis... Beverly Goldberg team up, which I don't exactly know why they did that, but I support it because Keckner and Wendy McClendon Covey on television together is freaking magic. It's a sight to behold. Like if the Goldbergs ever ends, which it shouldn't, but if it ever ends and someone's going to tell me we're going to have a show starring Wendy McClendon Covey and Dave Keckner, I will watch that show. Yeah. I mean, two comedy heavy hitters. I I imagine all their scenes are just improv, like off the cuff. It, in my no head, they, yeah, yeah, in, in my, my head they are. It's just like in the script, it's Wendy and David go at it, you know, <laughs> and no one will, can tell me otherwise. That, uh, would, that would be masterful. That I agree, I, and I love how in when we get to these upper seasons where we can have team ups like that, you know. Yeah, I you mean, get- pops and. George Siegel and David Koechner also, you know, sharing screen time and and interacting like that. Incredible. And Wendy has been on this great kick on social media looking for George Siegel to get a Lifetime Achievement Award, which he, I mean, if he doesn't have one, that's insane. I know. I mean, we we are young enough that we didn't even see the first phase of his career. And even (laughs) for me, iconic roles, look who's talking, Uh, 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 just shoot me. And then, re- and then reappearing on this. I'm honestly right? sh- like just beyond shocked that he and, didn't win anything for Just Shoot Me. And, and that's, again, this is the, the, like, the back nine of his career. This is not including his like heartthrob days. In the yeah, 70s. this is like, this, we're in the 11th inning right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just magic. Uh, yeah. Also, um, Sean, uh, Sean, who plays Adam, I, I think. He's he's been in a little bit more of a supporting role. I mean, he was he was significant in the dropouts, but that er, that episode was really about Erica, and he was more kind of th- he was kind of pushing elements of the story. And mm-hmm. I, I just I think back to the way that kid started. He was a little kid when this show started, and how funny and how much he embodies that role, and how great he is playing with these experienced actors. I I just I really really adore him in his role, whether he's in a big part or just kind of doing a little bit more of a supporting role for the other characters. Well, yeah. He's, just, he's awesome. He's doing, he's been doing amazing. I agree. So shall we, shall we wrap up? I think we shall. I think, uh, two episodes left shy. We're not on this week. We're back next week. New episodes. Um, Schooled and Goldbergs each have two episodes left of the season. I think we're really ramping up to something emotionally uh, 
emotionally challenging for sure for school at least um but yeah next week for the goldbergs we have the mother's day episode um where adam goes to see willow instead of hanging with beverly for mother's day and then barry and erica i love willow yeah, I know you do. And <laughs> Barry and Erica attend a fresh, like a pre-freshman orientation at a college. So we're kind of seeing some season oh, seven I... uh, snippets of what's to come with Barry and Erica going to the same college, which honestly should just be fen- that's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to see them in college. Um, and then on school next week. It's going to be a special one. Uh, Barry shows up. I think we've, I've tweeted out the photos of Barry showing up to schools to win back his love of his life <laughs> a decade later. Um, which I know for us fans, we haven't seen, like it makes sense for the fan because we haven't seen him like grow up off screen. But if we're thinking about the character for him to be hung up on someone, including Lainey, who always seems to insert Barry into conversation when talking with students uh, every episode of school, (laughs) neither of them in the decade that they have broken up have moved on. So I don't know if that speaks anything. Um, Certainly speaks to me if you were hung up on someone for a decade that has to mean that you are clearly not over them. And, but I understand from like, Oh yeah, we, they've, they've only been apart for a few months. Why would they be apart? Like, why would they be, you know, not hung up on each other? But I don't know. Something to look forward to. Barry shows up. He's going to win Laney back and we'll see how CB reacts to that. I don't know. I'm excited. Two episodes left. We're really loosening. This is towards... big. Exactly. You're going to have to pull out the Lucian grid. Uh, the loosening trophy. I don't know. I'm not going to call it yet, but I think we all know that, that Murray is the one to deserve loosening MVP this season. Oh, yeah. Murray in every, in every field, in physical challenges, in emotional opening up, in caring for his kids. Everything. I mean, everything. He and Jeff Garland. Oh, what a master. Shout out, Jeff Garland. Cool. Well, where can people where can people follow you and us? Oh yes. So I'm Lance. You can follow me at PK Prime Twelve on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow the Gold Nerds at Gold Nerds on Twitter and the Golden Lords on Instagram or thegoldenlords.com. We will be posting where you can find our new podcast, Gold Lords 2.0. Which is the same podcast and all same of the podcast. old episodes will still be available. Same it's just people. a it's a technical it's a technical change. We're heading into the second phase of the Goldverse. Um, exactly. And in the description, you'll see lots of references to the gold verse now, since we really are in the age of the gold verse. The gold we are in the gauge. The, the gold nerds are fans of the entire gold verse, not just one particular show. Mm-hmm. And Shy, where can we hit you? At, at Pancake Four Table, the number four table mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome, possum. And again, new episodes next week. We're still off this week, but hopefully you will be enjoyed and reminiscing of the episodes we just saw with this podcast. Uh, Until next time, guys, JTP out. Have a summer. (laughs) Bye.